Uh, I better not. How come? I I'm trying to quit. <laughs> you should have seen my last chest x-ray. <laughs> Sixth graders are terminally pathetic. <laughs> Uh-oh, there's the bell. We better get going. Uh-oh. The bell. Hello, Internet, and welcome to another very special episode of the A to Z Horrorcast. This is the creatively titled podcast brought to you by us over at A2ZHorror.com and by the Phantom Podcast Network. I'm Jack, and sitting to my right is Jake. Hi, Jack. Hi, Jake. And sitting next to Jake, and literally sitting next to me not four days ago, is Mark. Hello, listener. Now, this is a very special episode. Mark, why is this a very special episode? So many reasons. As Jake so, or Jack, excuse me, as Jack so wow. eloquently put it on the last podcast, when you will have heard it, it will have happened already. <laughs> it the will Idaho be horror... out. <laughs> yeah. out. What does it that will mean? Be out. I don't know. Uh, the <laughs> Idaho Horror Film Festival happened in Boise, Idaho, a few days, just a few days ago. And we were in attendance. It did. Yeah, Mark, you managed to make it down to Boise for the showing. Jake, unfortunately, you could not be here. Nope, I was in New uh, England. Mark, yep. Mark and I held down the fort uh, for the A to Z horror cast, and we were we were there representing, doing some hard hitting journalism. Hard hitting journalism. Were you now? We were. Okay. We were, and so what we want to do today is give you a chance uh, to ask us about it because because you couldn't be there, and it was a really fucking cool event. For those that don't know, uh, this is an all rem- all women run festival. Um, I believe the only all women run horror film festival in the world. They claimed that. I don't know of any horror fest databases that would allow us to easily check that, so I'm just going to go ahead and give them a pass on this one and say that's great marketing. It's very hard to fact check them on that one. Yep. Absolutely, absolutely. But it takes place uh, in Boise, Idaho in October, and they do some other events throughout the year. Um, this year, it happened to fall on the weekend of Friday, October 13th, which was which was super cool. Um, so huge shout out to them. Molly Deckard is the executive director of the festival, and huge shout out to Victoria as well. Um, she helped us out and was our point of contact throughout the whole thing. They're all awesome. So we we made it, and we were there throughout the whole thing. So Jake, what yeah. do you want to know? I think, you know, you hit on this first, and that's that this is a an all-women-run horror film festival, and that's that's something that's unique. And I think that this being the fourth iteration of it, as I understand, they they chose to promote that. And what they did also with it being on Friday the 13th, one of the days, um, they had a very special guest in attendance that was not you two. And I want to know... Although we were in attendance. You were, but this we might be a more special, special guest. Guests. I want to know more about what that segment of the festival was like. I'll go ahead and let you kind of talk about what that was. Um, and just tell me how much of a role that played in the overall festival as a whole. So notably, sure. notably, they had Adrian King in attendance. Uh, for those of you who don't immediately recognize her name, she plays Alice. Then fuck you. Fuck you. Wow. She plays Alice in Friday the 13th, uh, who happens to be the one who survives uh, all the way through. She's the one who gets attacked in the canoe at the very end. Spoiler alert. Yeah, she also plays Alice in Friday the 13th, too. Uh, yes, and she has recently started acting again. She took a very long hiatus. Uh, she talks to us a little bit. We did get a chance to interview her. Uh, look for that in another very special episode. Uh, she'll talk... Special she t- episodes all over the goddamn place. So many. Uh, she talked a little bit about that hiatus, uh, why she took it, how she got back in. But the important thing is now she is back in acting. 
she just did voiceover work for a really long time, and she uh, also was able to premiere a short at this festival called Admonition. Yeah. Uh, Which was a pretty cool short. It was. It's super well shot. Uh, I guess, it, I mean, the thing itself is only, what, like four or five minutes long? Um, the, Sounds about right. Yeah, the elevator pitch for it was a, a sickly mother is trying to convince that her... Uh, trying to convince her daughter that the devil is coming for her, or an evil presence is coming for her. Yeah, it was really cool. Um, Adrian King is fucking rad. She was the best. Yeah, super um, fun. And so what actually, yeah, so they, they screened Friday the 13th and then did a panel with her right afterwards where she, they did like a moderated discussion uh, with some jabroni from, from a local newspaper here asking her a couple of questions. <laughs> the um, weekly, yeah. Yeah, <laughs> and then they let uh, some audience members ask questions, and that was that was an experience. A couple of the audience members could not put sentences together, and the ones that did, one of them was just trying to, I think, brag about his own acting, if I'm remembering that correctly, Mark. Oh, yeah, how did he put it? From one established <laughs> actor to another aspiring actor, or something like that. And then he <laughs> just he swept, he spent, I, those, I think, three straight minutes talking about his experience acting, and the moderator was like, not sure what the question was there. In any case, uh, to get back to your original question, Jake, uh, during that panel, they presented Adrian with uh, the Trailblazer Award, which is the award I think they're planning on giving out um, to important women in the industry uh, who come to the festival. Uh, this one, I believe, was the initial... This was the first yeah, ever I think one? Was, Am I right? Yeah, on? that's yep, my understanding so. as well. Uh, yeah. And they gave it to her, you know, for basically being one of the original final girls. It's... Uh, it's an interesting trope, obviously. It's very, you know, you could probably go either way on it, but um, just well, having also, someone in the room who establishes a trope as, uh, you know, as foundational as the uh, final girl. Sure, she's the first final girl. I mean. Yeah, yeah. And another another part of it was, well, arguably, Mark and I actually had this discussion, which is kind of interesting, but, but yes, definitely one of the first, if not the first. And then they also gave it to her because part of the reason for her hiatus from acting was she got a stalker during an, an era of history where there weren't really, wasn't much the police were able or willing to do about stalkers. And it... <laughs> Note that really. that era of history went from 1982, like, very recently. That, yeah, say, yeah, and that era was still, 30 I mean, years long. Right. The The able to now has changed a little bit. I don't know how much the willing to has changed. So, but she she overcame that. So that was a huge part of it too, and that's uh, that was a big part of her experience. So that was fucking cool. Yeah, and they screened um, Friday the Thirteenth, if I'm not mistaken, on October at, Friday the Thirteenth at a theater yeah. right there in downtown Boise. Um, yeah, these there were these chatterbox millennials behind us that somehow hadn't seen the movie that kept farting. Also, notably, they, they were farting a lot. One of the many was... reasons I don't go to theaters that frequently. <laughs> but these, it was kind of fun watching it with them in the background because they had no idea. They thought it was a murder mystery. I think they kept guessing at which character was the killer. And every the time the guy who screened. they thought was the killer died, they like gasped. What? Which was pretty fun. Yeah, uh, I will say there is nothing like reliving that movie uh, with someone who hasn't seen it, especially when it comes to them being that completely placated by the ending, and then the last scene happens and they hit the, hit the <laughs> roof. Yeah, yeah. Uh, but the way the rest of the festival ran, Thursday night was the first night. It was kind of just a few showings, uh, screenings of classic horror movies. They did Poltergeist, and they did American Werewolf in London, and they did a, they did a couple others at uh, breweries around town, which was really cool. Friday night started with, uh, they did blocks of screenings of horror shorts, was the thrust of the festival. 
there were almost no, there were no feature length debuts of films at this festival. Um, just kind of all shorts, which was really cool. And so Friday night had a few blocks of that, then the Friday the 13th showing, then the panel. And then I think, Mark, I can speak for you here, both of our favorite segment, the, the what the fuck or WTF. Absolutely. Um, yeah. Uh, segment there of, of our favorite block of horror shorts, which was fucking awesome. Yeah. Um, and we recorded a more in-depth uh, discussion of all of the screeners from day one. I think that's going to follow our quick little talk here. Uh, yeah, we were very drunk. We recorded at like 2.30 in the morning after watching all this shit. Oh, so you're just going to splice that in and we get to listen to you drunkenly discuss these. Yes, just yeah. like every week. Okay, well, how about to lead into <laughs> yeah. How about to lead into that, though? You talk a little bit more, Jack. You hit sort of on the fact that these horror short blocks were curated. Um, one of them was WTF, so I'm assuming that was like the more twisted side of things. Were all the different yeah. blocks curated in some way so you kind of knew what you are going in for, or were they pretty diverse they were pretty diverse and for the most part it wasn't it wasn't advertised as anything other than the wtf block and then the like best of the festival block i think i think the one saturday evening were like the the big hitters that they they had on deck okay. uh, there was one uh, more the most that, part, actually, they were just... that i actually do want to highlight because it's a cool concept they had an h48 um oh cool segment thing so for those of you unfamiliar i'm not sure how common this is i Frankly, I had to look up what the background on it was. It comes from the term I-48, which is the Idaho 48 Film Festival. And it's a, uh, it's a, it, they, they basically give a team of filmmakers 48 hours, a prop, a genre, and like a line or something that they have to include in the script. And you have 48 hours to shoot, edit, you know, whatever, a movie, um, and then screen it. Mm-hmm. So in this one, obviously the genre is always horror, but all of the movies that were filmed uh for this h48 segment were that same you had 48 hours to from start to finish to Mm -hmm. make a movie were they all the same prop all the same line or whatever no no so all of those were a different prop it's not like make the movie and see where you go based on the prop of a tire iron correct okay there weren't like five short films about the same tire iron got it yeah um yeah so i think uh without too much more. I mean, Saturday night they they screened. Uh, there was a really cool women in horror uh, panel mm-hmm. uh, discussion that we didn't get to experience the entirety of because we were getting ready to inter- interview Adrian King afterwards. But we caught some of, and it was it was really cool, um, very very insightful. Uh, they had a a panel that we weren't able to go to with a special effects guy who did special effects for a lot of horror movies and like Mortal Kombat and a lot of other movies in like Wait, that. The original Mortal Kombat, the original Mortal Kombat, <laughs> oh my and god, Dream Warrior, Dream Warrior, Jake. <laughs> Warriors. <laughs> oh, and so we were warriors. we were bummed we weren't going to be able to go to that, but uh, still, overall the festival fucking ruled. I think. Um, yeah, I had a goddamn blast. So I have a few more questions, but it does seem like it might be a good idea a, a good idea to like at this point just splice it in, let you guys go and 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 talk about the specific movies and what your thoughts were on those. Sure, absolutely. Coming at you from the past. Uh, I'm going to take a stab at way, the way Jack will have said this. Uh, when you hear this, this will have already happened. That's a perfectly normal way to say that. <laughs> All right, so I got a rare situation going on. Mark, I got you sitting right here next to me in studio. Yes, am very drunk. <laughs> yes, so it's uh, it's like uh, one thirty in the morning. We've just uh, 
come from the the first major night. It's not technically the first night of the 2017 Idaho Horror Film Festival, but it's the first night of of screenings of of films and that sort of thing. It's the first full bore evening. Yeah, and we were at the whole damn thing. Well, you were at the full damn thing. I I was at, I came in day two, which is where we are right now. Sure. Yes. Sure, sure, sure. But we were there all night tonight. Yes, that is accurate. Yeah. Um, and huge kudos to them for uh, for setting us up with that. It's it's been a blast. I think we've both had a tremendous time on the evening and a tremendous amount of beer. <laughs> we've had a decent amount to drink. We're we're and currently, uh, what what is uh our beers for fears are not beers. No, they're wines. They're wines for the times. We're still <laughs> workshopping it. Don't don't judge us. Uh, we we are currently drinking um Adrian King. Uh, the, you might know her as the uh, the survivor from the original Friday the Thirteenth. One She's of the, the one of the original final girls. Yeah, yeah, definitely. Yeah, she opened a winery called Crystal Lake Wines, and so we got ourselves a, a bottle of her Pinot Noir. Pinot Noir, <laughs> and we're we're uh, sipping up on that as we kind of break down our night. Yeah, we're, we're, it's we're not gonna... clear what we're doing here. Okay, look, so here's the thing. This is going to be sloppy. We ran through about, what do you, well, let's ballpark it, 20, 20 individual yeah. short films. Yeah, we sure did. So so the way the horror, the Idaho Horror Film Festival broke down this year uh, on, on the Friday night was they had, they have screening blocks where they'll show four or five short horror movies. Yes, exactly. Yeah. Uh, and by shorts, we mean anything between 30 seconds long to... <laughs> One that was about 45 minutes. <laughs> it really just seems to me not a feature length movie, and, and that's the only criteria. It was, uh, that one was regrettable. <laughs> we could have left and gotten dinner. That yeah. probably would have been a better option. <laughs> yeah, probably would have. But, so, uh, and then there was also a screening of Friday the 13th. Uh, with a panel with Adrian King afterwards, which was tremendous. I don't think we're going to talk about that right now. We're going to do a whole other thing with that. Yes. Okay. Look forward to that one. Right. So we're we're going to go through some of the short films we saw. And the way they're kind of broken down, we saw four screening blocks tonight. We saw sure. three. <laughs> I'm going to go ahead and believe you on that. <laughs> it all blends together. We saw three pretty normal screening blocks, and then we saw one that was called the uh, the WTF screening block. Correct. And it was for the stuff I don't think they felt comfortable putting in the screening blocks before midnight. You know, so so I've did I've done some research. Okay. The WTF stands for what the fuck. Oh, good work. Yes. 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 Okay. I found it out. Okay. A cursory Googling found that for me. Excellent. Uh, accurately named. <laughs> yes. Accurately named. So we were told some things about it, and I gotta say it didn't disappoint. But let's not start there. Okay. That's a tease. <laughs> let's let's that's not a, start at the very fun. end of the evening. <laughs> Solid mover. Yeah. So we, we rolled in there at 5.30 p.m. As you do. Yeah. As you do. And we, the first one we saw was a film called Couples Night. This is one of the ones that was about two minutes long. Look, this is this is essentially a joke. It's a punchline that has been turned into a short film. A Satanists versus Slasher evening party. Yeah. It's kind of two two couples hanging out together, and the the couple that you're first focused on, they're there with an ulterior motive to convince this other couple to be Satanists with them. And, and I'll say this. The, the evening started pretty strong on this one. It... It's really hard to judge the first movie you see at one of these. <laughs> uh, it was obviously f- pretty funny. Um, it, it's one of those, like, turns out they're Satanists, and then turns out 
The other couple's a slasher. Even worse, yeah. yeah. <laughs> uh, I Look, if you can go out and find this one, I'm pretty sure it's called Couples Night. Mm-hmm. Uh, go ahead and give that one a Google. Probably worth... It's, it, look, it's it's what? Two minutes long? Two, three minutes long. Yeah. Worth a shot. Definitely worth a watch. Go go do that. And, and it set the tone right of it was self-aware enough and joking enough. And I think a lot of the films tonight tried to do that thing of... if it's It's... Kind of an easy way to go of being at least a little self-aware. Gets you enough credit to at least be watchable, I think. Oh, yeah, absolutely. Yeah, and they did that, and they did it with spades. So that was a good one. Um, Certainly not anything super standout. Yeah, should we... uh, How much... We got a lot of these. You want to just lightning round through each of these? I think we got to just lightning round through. Okay, we got Foxwood. Jack, 15-second plot synopsis. The movie itself was five minutes long, so this shouldn't be that hard. Sure. Uh, This is one where you initially think it's a guy going on a date and then super fucked up shit's happening. It turns out this is like a horror amusement park where you pay for horror experiences. Okay, good enough. Heebie-jeebies. Yeah. Heebie-jeebies. This was kind of a Babadook scenario where there's an unexpected children's book in this family's house, and it tells the story of the heebie-jeebies monsters who live under the bed. Okay. Operator. Operator was a fucking claymation one set in a dystopian sci-fi future. This one was bananas. This one's hard to do. This is the best one. It won the night. Look, go find Operator. It's claymation. It's about, I I don't know, bugs taking over your brain? Some kind of future dystopian sci-fi parasites... That that the government is trying to control and maybe doing a good or bad job of. It's the best thing we saw all evening. It was my favorite one. Meow. <sighs> Meow is about an evil cat you don't think is evil, but is actually evil because all cats are. But it's actually... Okay, so Jack clearly didn't watch the short. It's not about that. It's about an evil landlord. <laughs> and the cat saves the day reanimator style. The cat does go full reanimator. It, it goes full reanimator. Lucy. This is, this was, this is one of the first... Uh, okay. Side note, I'm going to break from the lightning round. We have a uh, Splud and Guts category. Spud. <laughs> I'm good at this. It's I'm the a professional, god damn it. Spuds. Spud Spuds. and Guts. This is, the, this is the category specific to Idaho films. They're mm-hmm. submitted to this. Yeah, these are, these are Idaho short films. Yeah. yeah. Born and raised, Boise. Okay, Spud and Guts category. Lucy. Lucy is a super short one that's about a guy who's just burying a woman alive with a corpse, and then it's rhyming. Correct. It was it was in sing-song, like rhymey sing-song. It, yeah, it's, uh, is this iambic pentameter? I don't know what that means. Uh, something about inflection. Unclear. Nobody. There's no way to know. It's Nobody unclear. Knows. It does rhyme, though. It's in couplets. There you go. Nailed it. Uh, go. The jigsaw. We Okay, side note. I'm going to pause again. <laughs> This is a terrible lightning round. I've talked about the jigsaw before on this podcast. I don't remember that. That's because you don't pay attention to the things we say. (laughs) When I talked about curves, which you also did not remember. No, I didn't. No, I didn't. I I talked about jigsaw. Uh, My take on it at the time was that it's a good movie, but it's exactly what you would expect from a movie called... The Jigsaw. Sure. In a world where Saw doesn't exist. Yeah, in a, in a world where you are assuming it's not a Saw-related and, it and isn't. canonical film. Yeah. This is a movie about a guy putting together a puzzle. A guy gets a, a Jumanji-style cursed uh, Jigsaw puzzle. It's not even that. It's just a Jigsaw puzzle, and he puts it together. And it's exactly what you expect from a horror movie short about a Jigsaw puzzle. Yeah, it's as straightforward as they come. Okay. Uh, Escargore. This one was a fucking delight. This is like a Pixar animated short of five snails 
who meet gruesome ends, but like Horrible. 3D animations. Yeah, horrifying. Really gruesome, but great. Yeah, that one was delightful. Uh, yeah, go find that one. That was interesting. Surprising. Uh, Spring Garden. This one was a guy, I think, killed his roommate, so he gets a new roommate. He lives in a building called the Spring Garden, and it's... This this one was overlong and overwrought and too much stuff going on. This was another Spud and Guts feature. Um, it had some things going for it, but I, I just think... Uh, and, and, okay, we're still in the lightning round, so I'll, I'll, we'll come back to that. Lightning round! <laughs> uh, I'm not actually sure if this one was a featured, like, short, or if this was just literally just an ad. There was an ad for a real estate company... Uh, that centered around zombies buying a house. This might have been when I got up to pee, because I do not remember this. Uh, so they just basically packed in every possible horror trope. There was red rum, there was the red balloons from It, there was the Texas Chainsaw Massacre, there was Army of the Dead, there was everything. But then it was also just an ad for a real estate company? (laughs) Look, I'm all I for it. I like that. I'm all for and it. If that comes on TV. We also saw just a trailer for a movie that doesn't exist tonight, yeah. <laughs> which <laughs> was the highlight of the evening, it I might think. Have been. Yeah. Uh, look, if that if that company exists, I'm buying a house from them. I, it was it was phenomenal, but it was also still an ad. So, I am confused. Sure. Uh <clears throat> there was a Music Fest Airbnb thing? Was this the the feminist one with the the lady rockers? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. yeah I, I like don't know what it was called. I uh, don't. I don't think we saw a title. They did not put a title card on it, which is a bold move. Yeah, especially when you look. A lot of people underestimate what dummies we are. Uh, which is strange. They should, <laughs> uh, if anything, they should understand if they've ever heard us. Mm-hmm. Uh, they made this movie for us, as I understand specifically. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. They know that we run the gambit. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Um, look, uh, this one was actually pretty badass. It was it's about, really good. It's yeah. about three metal fans, metalhead chicks, who mm-hmm. are like going to a music fest. They find they they stay at an Air, they stay at an Airbnb. They find a the guy's hand. a fucking creep. Yeah. yeah, the guy who they're renting it from is a goddamn creeper, and he just has they, he has various appendages in his freezer. And they turn the damn tables on this guy. And well, uh, first off, they don't call nine one one because they want to go to the music festival, which <laughs> I understand. If that shit were to happen at Tree Fort, we we yeah, probably we'd like we'd make the same look, decision. Yeah, and and I think we'd go through the same thought processes of them of like the three of us can probably take this one weirdo. So like at worst he's a weirdo creep and we could probably take him. Let's see let's play it out look, a little further. Worst case scenario, we just have to sleep in shifts. Yeah. That's all it takes. Yeah. And yeah. they go through the same thought process. Exactly. Yeah. And then it turns out being like a full on badass your next switcheroo. Yeah. Yeah, it does. Yeah, it does. Uh, I don't know how you would find it, because we're not able to give you the name. Uh, so go ahead and just Google Music Fest Airbnb thing Look, and in, see what comes up. In the up. show notes, there will be links to everything Idaho Horror Film Festival, and hopefully those professionals will have done something in regards to finding the films that they featured. I sure hope so. <laughs> uh, next up is Admonition. Remind me, Admonition. I'm not getting it from the title. Admonition was the big one. There were balloons. There was a demon behind the balloons that starred Adrian King. Yes. I kind of dug this one. This was about Adrian King playing an older woman who's who's sick, some variety. She has a deaf daughter who's looking in on her. She's being tormented by a maybe real, maybe imaginary demon. Yep. Yeah. Let's go ahead and call it a metaphor for cancer, but it ends up being not so much a metaphor and... More so just a just a demon. What's weird about it, if it is a metaphor for cancer, is that she also, like, 
has cancer throughout the thing. It's not like this is the demon she's fighting. It's she's sick in this bed and has cancer. And then also there's a demon there. Which, I mean, you know, sometimes you get dealt a bad hand. Sure. Sometimes you get twos and sevens off suit, <laughs> you know, and you can't really the do much car. about it. Uh, do you have anything to talk about real quick? We did, we did screen Friday the 13th. I think there's going to be a longer segment on that soon. Yeah, we're going to do something different. And, and with an Adrian King thing too, we'll talk more about Friday the 13th continues to be a delight and a great movie. One of the best movies ever. Yeah. It's good. Unequivocally. It's very. They uh, resumed afterward with Black and White. Black and White might be my favorite short film of the evening. This was, Really? Yes. This it's was a bold this pick. One, and this one's this is another Spud and Guts. We haven't been identifying all the Spud and Guts picks because we no, we're didn't very bad write at it this. down. Yeah. Because, you know, not professionals. Well, we're idiots. Yeah. Um, but this one is all in Boise, so I like seeing the Boise things. And it's on the Boise green belt. A guy is trying to meet up with his girlfriend who's at a party. And he ends up in a tunnel on the green belt. And terrifying things happen in this tunnel. He He just ends up... Sort of face-to-face with a mime, but then it's every way he's not looking and then it's doing things. And this one has a a great combination of terrifying that the mime's places it shouldn't be, but then also funny that it's doing mime things. (laughs) (laughs) It's producing balloons as if from nowhere. Right. And that's great. And then he starts to become a mime. He de- well he gets yeah. like mime infected like clown like Eli Roth's clown e- yeah I mean that's more or less what it is it's Eli Roth's mime yes exactly. but set in the Boise tunnel underneath Capitol Street or whatever the fuck yes uh, which creepy fucking tunnel if you've never been here very uh, there's also a ballooned land cartoon. We might touch on this in a later episode. Yeah, this spoiler, this might come back. Uh, uh, we were alerted to this. <laughs> I, 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 think, I think the 40s were so fucked up. Once they realized that cartoons can just be anything, I think they went nuts with making cartoons. I mean, why not make a cartoon where all of your characters are made out of balloons and the villain is a pincushion? Is it clear he's the villain? I think he might have been the protagonist. That guy um, might have been the hero of the piece. Fairly confident <laughs> he's the antagonist. I'm not sure. Uh, Daddy Makes Nine. We're on Gilmore Girls' pace through this, so I'm going to slow it down a little bit. Jack, you left uh, to go check in with your lovely wife, which is understandable. Daddy Makes Nine was a, like, 50-second long one about a psychotic teenager, which, (laughs) who hasn't been there? Uh, This was another uh, Spud and Guts type of entry. Uh, not a whole lot to say about that one. It, it's basically, it's what? It's 50 seconds long. What do you want me to okay, say about it? Sure. It, it's all right. I mean, I wasn't asking you to say more. Teenagers are creepy and they can see dead people. Sometimes. That's all there is to it. Rights of Vengeance. Rights of Vengeance. This is the nun one? Yes. Yeah. So this one, I felt like could have been a lot more. It had a really good concept and some really creepy shots and cool cinematography, but it... No dialogue. Yeah, no, none. No dialogue cool at thing, all. Which is a cool thing. It's yeah. a, ultimately a little lackluster in terms of what they built with it, but there were some cool shots and a cool concept. Okay, that takes us to Catching Up. Uh, remind me Catching Up. The long one. Oh, Christ. Okay, so for the most part, I think all the films we saw we enjoyed. and uh, But not this one. Look, some, there's going to be some stinkers in there. We saw like 25 films. This one, I don't think... I, I didn't care for it, Mark. Look, if you're a stinker, get in, get out in five minutes. We don't have a problem. Take 45 minutes of my time. We're not... We were kind of drunk at this point. I'm not sure how long this movie is. It could have been an hour long. It could have been 10 minutes long. It's un, it's it's timeless, this movie. It's 
and it not, exists outside of time. Not in, in the manner, way. not in the manner that it ages well. <laughs> in, the, in the manner that it is literally impossible to actually measure how long this movie is. I was also there from start to finish with this thing, paying attention because I was baffled by it. I don't know what the fuck was happening. Haven't the foggiest. This this is a movie where we enter on a a hillbilly on on his farm. Right, he's like a farmer guy. He's uh, he's a. We don't enter on it. It happens soon. Sure. We enter... I don't even remember what we enter on. <laughs> it's all black and white. We're, we're on this guy's farm, and there's he's, a, he's a bumpkin. A he's a bumpkin. Sure. And then, then there's a, a real housewife-style big city woman there in high heels in her... Maybe a journalist, maybe a real estate agent. I thought she might have been his real estate agent. I don't... You got the real estate agent thing. I wrote that down like three or four times. Yeah, Mark, I... uh, if you would, please, to, to, to give the listeners a little... Snippet. We were taking notes throughout this thing, because again, professionals. Uh, Mark, if you would please read through your bulleted notes you took during this movie in the dark. <clears throat> Here we go. <laughs> Black and white. Much B-roll. What the fuck is happening, idiot? Real estate agent? Are they dead? I bet they're dead. It's still happening. I'm dead. I've died and this is hell. <laughs> Let's get drunk and play with guns. It's still happening. Next bullet. Still happening. <laughs> Chicken porn. Baffling. And I think that perfectly sums up everything I thought about this movie while it was happening. More or less. We went and we got food in betwixt the that block and the next block. Uh, which brings us to the uh, the, the, the WTF uh, uh, block of, of horror screenings. Mark, I'm given to understand that means what the fuck, per, per your research. Uh, yeah, Urban Dictionary leads me to believe. <laughs> yeah, shout out to uh, Victoria from the Ad Horror Film Festival staffer there. She... Um, was our contact and, and our, our chief point of contact there. She set us up with our tickets and we were chatting with her about this and she told us that, you know, this, this is the one where kind of the, the messed up stuff happens and this is one where the, the, the really out there films go on. The actual horror occurs. Sure, yeah. It's going to be a lot less of the self-aware and, and not to say they're not self-aware but a lot of the less self-aware meta-commentary horror movies and more just some fucked up shit. Yes. Yeah. And... So that was a high bar she set. I was a little nervous about the bar she set. I gotta tell you, I was not disappointed you in know, what we witnessed. A lot of different people kind of gave us the same feel for this. Um, I'm not disappointed either. Mm -mm. Let's start with a we summoned a demon. We summoned a demon. These dudes summoned a demon is the plot of this thing. It's a well-named movie. And, and it's these two guys like walking through what appears to be... Home Depot? A shipyard? It's a Home Depot. <laughs> it's not It's a clear. Home Depot with some shit covered. Yeah. Um, and there, there, there's a demon. A full view. You can see it. I mean, they summoned light. it. They yeah. summoned it and in, the right first, there. in the very first. And then they're hilariously trying to deal with this demon. Do you think it can see motion? Do you think it can see us right now? I mean, for the, for the the in fairness, they summon it in order to make one of the characters cooler. <laughs> yes. Uh, yes. I, I guess they succeed. They do. And... This demon, when they're asking, "Can it see us? Where can it? it's ripping their arms off?" <laughs> <laughs> and it's about it's about twelve inches from them. Yes, uh, that's a third of a meter for our British friends. Oh, well done, thank well you. Done, yeah, sir. yeah. I, I'm the I'm the conversion bot right now. <laughs> uh, look, go if you can find go Google. We summoned a demon. This one is hilarious. This this is in the contenders for the top short we saw tonight. The top film, absolutely, it is terrific. Uh, which takes us to the other contender. <laughs> okay. The next one is called Laser Pope. It takes the form of a trailer for a movie that... Is about the Laser Pope. Yeah, yeah. And, and because there is no God, this movie won't actually come out. 
Um, I, I here's maybe. the thing. Here's the thing about this. I'm happy. This is this is in the same vein as the Thanksgiving trailer that only exists. Yes. With what movie is that even from? Oh fuck me. We're drunk, buddy. Yeah, I can't even. <laughs> uh, look, it it shouldn't be a movie. It is significantly better as a conceptual trailer and, than you watch, and it is horror adjacent at best. Not even at best. Yeah. It's <laughs> just it's just it's just an action movie trailer that was couched into a horror festival. Because there's a lot of bullets exploding people. Uh, yeah. Yeah. So the trailer is for a movie where the Pope, a Pope who's trying to fix the world and make everybody come together, dies. I'm tragically. I'm not even really sure. I feel like it's just a Pope that's kind of cool. Yeah, sure. The cool Pope. <laughs> the cool Pope. Yeah. Yep. Not one of the worst dudes. Yeah, uh, exactly. Not a, Yeah, exactly. Just not a dick. He's killed by all of the cardinals. But not actually killed. But not actually he's, killed. He's alive enough to be turned into... He's only mostly dead. <laughs> he's turned into... Uh, the, the name laser is clever. Pope. Yeah, no, but the, the name is Pope. clever. It's got a religious name that I recognize, but I'm not religious enough to remember. Uh, it's, I didn't write it down. It has something to do with... You're putting me on the spot. Just, yeah, I, whatever. It's clever. Laser trust, Pope. Trust me that it's clever. And... It plays out like a the best action trailer I've ever seen. Look, everything that is a religious artifact is turned into a weapon. He's got a glowing cross under a hood for a face. As yeah, and he only speaks in in Bible words. Biblicisms. <laughs> yeah, biblicisms. Yeah. That's better than Bible words. <laughs> you're better you're the, you're the professional here. Yeah, absolutely. And it's terrific. It's go, terrific. Go find it. Yeah. Um our next one was Arguably one of the stranger ones. I'm gonna call it. I'm gonna call it fucking bunnies. I think that's what it was called. I, we also think it's Swedish or Eastern European or Icelandic or Spanish. It's unclear. It, it's foreign. <laughs> it's not in English. It is not of this. It country. wasn't set in Boise, Idaho. <laughs> so I'm lost. Yeah. Uh, it does include a squash, though. It does, and and this one was. A delight. Look, we've all had bad neighbors. <laughs> this is a guy who lives in low-income housing with his wife, mm-hmm. a middle-aged couple. And they're, just, they're just keeping on keeping on. Yeah, and some goddamn Satanists move in next door. But who are apparently fans of the Insane Clown Posse? <laughs> they got the face makeup they, like There's it. a lot of face makeup. Yeah. Uh, they don't know how magnets work. Uh, no, it's fucking miracles. <laughs> Uh, and they like squash, and they like, uh, sex cults. Yeah, and, but, they're so charming. Everybody loves them. Everybody loves these neighbors. So, again, this is, this is horror adjacent. It's, it's horror because of the fact that your next door neighbors happen to be a satanic cult. And, like, every time he knocks on the door to borrow a cup of sugar or whatever, they've got a woman chained up upside down who they're flailing. (laughs) Like, they're just torturing people all the time. I am making a carrot cake, and I would like to borrow a knife. (laughs) Do not pay attention to all of the things happening behind me. <laughs> he, the, the, our, our protagonist has a fight with his wife, so he's going over there to see if he can like climb into his apartment from the balcony. And the dude just answers the door in a robe and a giant carrot dildo sticking out of his robe. It's just like all sorts of shit. There's a, a weird guy fucking woman on the couch just in the background, and that's undiscussed. Like, the whole thing. Yeah, so I think ultimately this one is about accepting your neighbor's... Your fellow man, really, for who they are. Yeah, and, and not being a fake person, right? Because he's trying to outwardly project himself as an accepting person. And ultimately, it's a, it's about it's about strengthening your own squash game. 
think you know, so. I think why so. would you practice against the shitty squash player when the bad squash player or when the better squash player just happens to be a Satanist? You know, sure. You know, it's all iron, about the squash game. Iron sharpens iron, mm-hmm. Jack. I like that, and that's what this one's about. <laughs> I like that. I, I fucking love this one. If actually. you can find this, fucking watch it. We again. Are, I do not recommend googling fucking bunnies. Or uh, yeah, the other things, the other words we had were Satan and Kant, and I wouldn't toss those into the Google search either. I don't think that's going to help you. Again, we're going to link to the Idaho Horror Film Festival, and they're much more professional than us, so I'm confident they can get you to the right place. Yeah, so Godspeed. Reach out to Victoria. She's awesome, and she can help you. We cannot. Ask her for the fucking bunnies one. Yes. Yes. (laughs) But watch this fucking short film. And it wasn't even that short. This one was like 15 minutes long. Uh, yeah, it's, it, it takes a minute, but it's, it's also, I mean, it's it's worth the buildup. It's, it's also 15 minutes is acceptable. Yeah. Oh yeah. That's a good short length. Absolutely. 45 minutes. Not so much. Oh my God. Not so much. Hey, speaking of short films. (laughs) (laughs) Here we go. Let's talk about Declawed. Here we go. This is literally 30 seconds long. This, this is a less than a minute film. It is a sex scene. Yeah, it opens on sex. Yeah, it opens on... And, and then and then it closes on a... Let's well, call her a lady of the well, night. Okay, okay. It's... I don't know why you made that assumption. It's it's two attractive people. It's a muscle-bound guy and an attractive woman in a bed banging. Uh, white sheets, the whole thing. Uh, and then the guy goes to clean himself up afterwards and finds that there's a bunch of scratch marks on his back. And he's horrified by this. So he walks back out. Grabs the woman. Does what any reasonable person would do and just chops her. All of her fingers off. All of her fingers off. The effects on this one were especially noteworthy to me me because they weren't particularly believable. When he grabs her hand and just takes a kitchen knife to chop her fingers off, they're clearly like wax. No, they're just snozzages. (laughs) And he's like, like you cutting through... Mark, to your point, a snossage. It's a snossage. It's, it's take, it takes some it time to get all the way through the outer casings, but that's it's. But they focus. They don't shy away from that. There's like, let's just add more blood to it and zoom in more. Our synopsis of this has now taken longer than it takes to yeah, watch, fi- this, watch movie. this movie. It was great. I enjoyed it. Look, it's fucked up. Uh, I did not enjoy it. It's fucked up. Look, go Google Declawed. See what happens. <laughs> The last one. The, okay. No, second to last one, sorry. Oh, shit. Box room, vagina wall. Now, you're telling me this wasn't the last one. Correct. I'm looking at your notes here, and I don't remember. Dark Hunger is the last oh, one. Oh, okay, okay, okay. I'm glad that we're leaving all of this in. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, we got no choice. Yeah. Other, we're, we're on such a good stream of consciousness here. Box room, vagina wall, the movie. <laughs> this was the most fucked up film. It was uncomfortable. Yeah. It, yeah. This, uh, this, is, this is a movie about a... Uh, a, a, a teenager with some classic teen angst. You know, his mom's divorced. She's she's banging some random dudes. It's it's not good for him. You're filling in a lot of extra stories. But luckily for him, he discovers uh, an outlet. A hole in the wall. In the form of a literal vagina in his wall. Is it literal? I'm still confused by it. Is it's, it figurative? It, it might be a figurative. It is a literal vagina in okay. his wall. Okay. Uh, he does what I think many teenagers teenage men boys would do uh and, and he, he sticks his, his dick in it he gets his house pregnant yeah he sticks his dick right in the vagina wall house gets pregnant a baby oozes out of a sack yeah i mean that's how that works in real life sure and and at this point he's still trying to hide all of this so he's like cutting open this sack when his mom's at work she comes home from work and he's 
covered in blood, and at that point he's got to fess up, and his mom I goes mean, in. Who hasn't tried to hide a pregnant house before? <laughs> you know, it's a classic situation. Look, worst case scenario, you just end up with another house. <laughs> and how's that so? Bad? A nice little baby. It's a shed. Yeah, exactly. He made a shed that's half human. Those cost five hundred bucks at Home Depot. Hey, you're really, you're really doing like saving the family money. Exactly. Yeah, uh, he is not saving the family money because he does not birth a shed. He births a. Crafty and monster. Yeah. yeah. Well, you know, that's sometimes that's how it goes. <laughs> that's how it goes. You, and with real humans having babies sometimes. Look, you fuck a hole in the wall, you roll the dice. <laughs> or you just <laughs> Never mind, keep going. <laughs> Every once in a while a human child comes out as a Lovecraft monster. Yeah, I'm not clear where you go with that, so we're gonna move past it. We're gonna move past it. Uh overall thoughts on this one, Mark? He fucks a house, and he births a Lovecraftian monster. I gotta tell you, I was the most impressed with the effects in this one of most of the ones we watched. That's a valid point. It was actually pretty solid, seemingly practical effects. Absolutely, and the mom tries to kill this Lovecraftian monster, and the wall is having none of it. Yeah, Uh, which takes us to the last, but certainly not the least. Oh, I thought you were going to say the last, but. (laughs) (laughs) The last, but also the least. Uh, No, certainly not the least. Dark Hunger. Dark Hunger. (sighs) <sighs> cannibalism yeah it's it's a guy who's in a jail cell and there's a there's a snarky guy fucking with him yeah and then there's a part you were gone for mark and this part i think was the most disturbing part of the film that doesn't seem right there's a there's a corpse in in this guy's jail cell all of a sudden and it's got some circular wounds on it that are oozing blood and the guy he's like talking to himself about what she he's talking to the 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 demon voice in his head about what he should do. And eventually he, like, licks him. And just it, a little bit. Just it's it really lick. uncomfortable. Give it a lick. Yeah, and then then he goes full on cannibal with it. I mean, why not? Sure. If you're going to do anything, sure. do And it. then it takes a turn. Because then he's not a prisoner. He's an agent for the government. His job is disposing of bodies by eating them. No, he's just, he's just Elijah Wood from fucking Sin City. Yeah. That's what this ends up being. It's just, it's just the Elijah Wood from Sin sure. City chronologue. Sure. But he can't get rid of the bones. There's there's some issues with this one. I think it was uh, the effects were good with this one. I was impressed with the, the. So so to clarify, the can't get rid of the bones thing is an us invention. He just eats the bones in the movie. That doesn't seem. It's likely. unclear that he eats the bones in the movie. The bodies are just gone. The bodies. Well, okay, it's implied. Heavily. Implied. I was wondering what he did with the bones. Seems like they would splinter. Seems like they would get lodged in his lower intestine. It and seems that would, to me. That would create some GI distress. But there's also a guy who's eating 180 pounds of person a night, so yeah. he's got some supernatural. Makes it all things. disappear. Look, the effects were good on this one. Yeah. The narrative was not. Uh, I mean, look, how much do you want out of just... They, they're just playing the cannibal card. They built up a lot, the relationship between the guy who's fucking with him outside the jail cell and then this guy, which was an abrupt transition to him being a government agent to dispose of bodies. It is a short movie. What do you want? Less. <laughs> uh, well, that basically summarizes. Yeah, with it. my dog squeaking around with her toy over there, I think that's uh, being a goddamn jangle dog. She is being a jangle dog. We, I think, I think I started this whole thing by saying we saw a block of movies before we saw Friday Thirteenth. This was all the blocks of movies we saw. We just went through. We just fucking lightning rounded through all the movies we saw. Just like a really, we popped a quick half hour long lightning round on you. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> I, I'm sure I'll do Thunderstruck in low in bed throughout this entire fucking thing. Thunder! Yeah. 
No, no problems uh, with copyright if I use a half hour of a four minute long song, right? Something like that. Yeah, yeah. we're we're gonna use a half hour of, of a four, a minute, four long. minute long song. Yes. 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 If we only play it seven times, <laughs> then it's not copyright infringement. I think so. The trick is to not play it eight times on your podcast. Um, and all I can take away from this night was that the Idaho Film Idaho Horror Film Festival fucking rocks. It's the best. Um, there's the the films were on a large part very good. I can unequivocally say best horror film festival I've been to. Well, there you go. There you go. High praise coming from Mark. All right, so hopefully uh, that was as much fun listening to as it was recording it. Mark, I had fun with you, buddy. It was good having you here. Yeah, cheers. Um, Jake, you uh, full disclosure, you you haven't heard this yet. No. We're recording that at the same time as we Peep record the, the intro, so you yeah, you haven't, you haven't heard that yet. Um, so, yeah. Enjoy. It's going to be an experience <laughs> for me just like it is for you, listener. Yeah. But I, I do have some fun. questions that are related to the movies that you just talked about in the past past that I yes. will hear in the future. The past past. Yep. God, this is a smooth operation. <laughs> the future past. Yeah. The days of future past. Um, hey, is that title taken? Maybe. In any case, this film festival, as all film festivals, had award winners. I'd like to briefly yes, call those did. out, and then I want to know what some of your guys' award winners might have been as well, okay? Okay. I'm gonna yeah. Pop quiz, hot shot. <laughs> so there was you an animated short category that was awarded this film festival and that was awarded to a little movie called neck and neck neck and neck uh, i i believe that was actually one of the ones we missed we were um fun we good were, start yeah well you know <laughs> this is a pop quiz we're not going to get every answer right yeah it's okay? fine i'm actually just going to rattle through these and i have my own categories for you okay we missed we missed okay. like we ended up missing a whole screening block uh while we were interviewing so yeah that's say lovey say lovey uh there was a foreign category and that uh, that was awarded to fucking bunnies Yes, that one was a fucking bananas film, and it was great. Was that a WTF segment? Mm-hmm. Sounds like it. Um, I don't actually think it was, I mean, it was substantially WTF. I don't think it was in the WTF block, though, was it? Was it not? Oh, no, shit. I, I thought think, it was. I don't think so. Continue. Next award. <laughs> uh, the Spud and Guts category, which is an Idaho filmmaker. Yes. Made this movie, Hell yeah. Was given to What Metal Girls Are Into. Which oh. was a pretty awesome film. I... I actually, we took notes on all these. I did not know that was the name of that one, but there Got can it. be only one. That one was amazing. <laughs> it was really good. It wasn't my personal favorite uh, Spud and Guts movie, but it was, I think it's, I can't argue with them winning the award. It was great. Mm-hmm. Uh, the best short overall was given to Rights of Vengeance. Which is interesting. Okay. I was not a huge fan of that. Uh, we were talking no. to Victoria up in the, the kind of the side stage area, uh, and she said that that was one of her favorites. So, I mean, you know, to each their own, but. Yeah, absolutely. And then the the best of show was awarded to Creatures of Whitechapel. Was that the nuns one, Mark? <laughs> no, Rites of Vengeance okay. was the nuns one. Oh, okay. God damn it! I have <laughs> Creatures of Whitechapel was a an extended look at uh, Jack. They basically combined like Jack the Ripper and Frankenstein. Gotcha. Yeah. yeah. What made yeah. so? Before I get into my own awards that I want you guys to discuss. Um, what do you think made that the best of show for this for this fest? I mean, it was certainly I they it was shot well. Um, yeah, the production value was up there, which was pretty much a theme, but not always a constant. Um, so you know, you had to have the 
best production value. Which yeah, is I mean, you look, there's some there's some low budget shorts that can't all be shot on like the great cameras, but no, this one this one was produced very well. It was also set, obviously, being Jack the Ripper and Frankenstein was set in I want to say late 1800s England or so. I'm not sure exactly what period, but uh, so they had you know they had the props and sets and whatnot to match, and it was actually shot in Salt Lake City somehow. So oh cool, yeah. <laughs> um, not really sure how they made that look like London, but you know yeah worked out yeah shooting a lot of alleys and look everything's gonna end up looking like london <laughs> <laughs> easy just add some fog maybe a raindrop or two yeah a few top hats sure um Absolutely. okay on to my awards that i want you guys to award eloquent yeah you got it eloquent um this is a horror film festival what was the scariest movie you saw scariest we saw i honestly think it was black or white for black and white for me um, I think that was the scare. This is this is one that was it was a spud and guts one. It was shot on the green belt. A guy trying to get to uh, a party, uh, oh, and he's going through one, one of those tunnels okay. on the green belt. Yeah, and he's Jack, you're accosted. gonna have to elaborate for the listener what the green belt is because the they're green not belt understand is what the a, fuck you're saying. It's a walking path by the river. Yeah, in Boise, uh, and you. there's like a tunnel that goes under the roadway uh, along long parts of it, and he's under one of those tunnels, which is you know creepily lit, and it's like it's kind of like an abandoned subway tunnel at this point, but a little bit less big. And this mime shows up, and at first it's funny, but then the mime's like on every side of him. He's not expecting every time he blinks, it's going somewhere else, and then it kind of turns into a little bit of a body horror flick. After that, it was I think legitimately the scariest one for me. I don't know about you, Mark. I would have to. Uh, I'd have to list two. Uh, honorable okay. mention we go to admonition I, I think there's something to be said for the shorter ones a lot of these ones were probably 10 to 15 minutes long and it's kind of hard to sustain I mean I think you can really pack a pretty special one of them punch. was like 40 minutes long I think it might have been 40 minutes it might have been two days I lost track of time and existence through in one of them we're not here to talk about that one <laughs> um, but so the ones that were like you know two minutes long three minutes long are I think the best uh, for this kind of venue there were two that were like that that I really liked. One was called Ghost Bed. It was about oh, yeah. a ghost in a bed. That's all you need to know. <laughs> Apps. Uh, and the other one was, Jack, you might have to help me out with the name on this one, but it was, I think this was my favorite of the festival. Um, something about, like, your date is calling. Your date is, oh, shit, yeah, I don't remember the title of this one either, but that one was great. So the conceit of this one, do you remember the um, the Prince Charming game that you played as a kid, Jake? I'm sure you played it where you, like, your dream date <laughs> game where you pick up the phone and you talk to your date and you have to figure out, like, it's like a guess who game. I have no but idea what you're like, talking about. The key there is were like you a pick series the of these games in the 90s where you're like games made for girls. Yeah. Um, you, you it, they're the absurd. Phone. You pick up the phone <laughs> and a pre-recorded like whatever message that the game generates for It was called Dream you. Date. There were like six of them. And in the, the one that no, I mean, Mark, they didn't... some of them were about shopping at oh the mall. God. So a mother and daughter are playing Dream Date. The daughter picks up the phone and she keeps getting this like creepy caller and it just escalates from there. And it's great. That one was that one's so well. good. Yeah. I love that concept. So it's yeah. called Your Date is Here. Thank you. Yes, and that, that's my pick for the winner okay. of the festival. How about how about your own Spud and Guts category? This is an Idaho Film Festival. There is special attention given to promoting the independent film that is made in the state of Idaho. So it's only natural to make me ask you for a Spud and Guts as well. Yep, mine's also going to go to black and white. Um, okay, I thought I, mean, I thought this film just did a really good job of blending humor with good jump scares with a creepy situation, and then some body horror in there too, like some Twilight. How, it was how a, long was the runtime on this one? Maybe twelve minutes. Okay, I would have said half that. Um, so probably somewhere in between those two. 
<laughs> Nine minutes. Look, Jake, we were drinking throughout this festival. I don't know, oh, I don't know you? if you know this about drinking us. Drinking water yeah, we were. and soda pop. Yeah. I don't know if you can tell from the uh, the drunken ramblings you heard earlier, but we were <laughs> consuming alcohol. Uh, as far as I go, I, I mean, I would be inclined. Push comes to shove, I would probably still hitch my wagon to that same the Metal Girls one, whatever you said it was yeah. called. Um, but what Metal I Girls also, are into? You're shockingly bad at this. They never put a title card up, okay? Uh, or they I was have. looking down. Uh, There's another distinct <laughs> possibility. Uh, I would say. Uh, there was another really short one called Foots, Footprints um, that okay. was, again, about someone running along the, the green Funny that, that one you was know like, the name of that one. They must well, have that a title one had a it was about card. Footprints. Oh, okay. Um, that one was like <laughs> sure. literally 60 seconds long. And then there was one that I've actually seen. Maybe I'm wrong on this. I think it's been around for a while, though. It's called Lucy. It's a long, um, I, that one too. I mean, not long, maybe six or seven minute long poem that's uh it's all it rhyming. was way short this this was two minutes maximum okay well in any case the, the <laughs> it's interesting because the whole thing rhymes and it's like the story of these two people that go off into a graveyard <laughs> sure that's a way to describe it. i thought it was clever try not to spoil things <laughs> i'm not saying it wasn't clever uh mark you already tipped your hand at, at what my final category you might award um for that one but i'm gonna ask it anyway uh your movie. film of the festival Jack, what was best in show for you? We summoned a demon. This is an easy one. This was part of the the what the fuck uh, uh, block of films. And this was amazing. I'm so happy we get to talk about it again. I'm sure you heard us ramble about it a lot, but it was so So, much fun. So distill it for me um, and for the listener, because they might understand what the fuck you were saying when you were drunk. What makes this one (laughs) a great horror short and why was it your favorite? This one's definitely a horror comedy that's super heavy on the gore. Okay. Um, it's not a particularly scary one. It's it's a couple of guys who uh, wander through what might be a construction shop, like a Home, Depot, Home Depot, or might be might be a shipyard with various pallets stacked around. It the backgrounds. Mark, shut up. Um, and then they they summon a demon to make themselves cooler, and then said demon appears, and it's them dealing with this demon, and okay. everything they try goes very, like maybe maybe we'll try just not moving, and then it rips their fucking arm off, and blood is pouring out so it's funny it's uh original as fuck it's great it was just I, a lot of fun i believe it was generated by a kickstarter campaign that is trying to get a more full movie funded uh, from what i can tell Got it. yeah the, the, the chemistry between those guys was good too it was yeah yeah so that's that's my best in show uh if you can find it definitely check it out we're gonna link to everything we can goddamn find about the Idaho Horror Film Festival. Uh, reach out to someone at the Idaho Horror Film Festival. They're very accessible, and they'll, I'm sure, help you find anything they can, because they're awesome people. So, find it. Watch it. Fuck you. As far as mine goes, uh, like I said, I, I might give it to Your Date is Calling. Uh, there was another one, though, that was on day one. Your Date is Here in- is the name of that one, listener. Okay, Your Date once, is Here. Once again. <clears throat> I am a professional. Uh <laughs> <laughs> uh there's one called operator it's claymation it is uh dystopian not sure how else to yes, describe it it's certainly dystopian uh i i got i gotta give it props i mean claymation takes a lot of freaking effort and this was like a solid 10 to 15 minute long romp through a dystopian future world inhabited by head crabs and machine gun wielding soldiers so it was really cool okay yeah yeah so there were a wide variety of yes, yeah, variety the fucking was goddamn enormous. On display here, yeah, 
Cool. And one of the other things, and this is, you're not going to be able to answer this question, but maybe it'll at least get the ball rolling uh, for future iterations of the festival. I did think it was really interesting that the first night of the festival, they showcased definitive classics. Like you said, Jack, it was American Werewolf in London. It was Poltergeist. It was The Lost Boys. It was Rocky Horror Picture Show at various breweries and bars throughout downtown Boise, all of which kind of surrounded that central hub for the rest of the festival, which was the Egyptian theater right in the middle of downtown Boise. Do you think there are any plans to continue that sort of model or build the festival around a central hub where a lot more can be happening a la certain other festivals that we know of? I, I certainly think Funnel. that <laughs> you're talking about the tree fort music festival and or, I other music, think- or, or other movie festivals. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, I, I definitely think that there are. Um, I know Victoria was talking about some of their plans to expand, which sound really fucking cool. Um, and and they're already doing a, a what creepy fest coming up here uh, closer to Halloween with uh, some people from the Tree Fort Festival. So they're they're expanding in that sort of way. I believe that's called uh, have, Scary Fort. So once yeah, again, scary with the name. Fort. you guys are over you. right now. I think creepy fort, fest, fort, scary fort. Terrific. They all sound the same, right? <laughs> I didn't even get the fort part. <laughs> Jesus. Uh, I personally hope they become associated somehow with the horrific Muppet Affair, which is another of my favorite live horror things that happens in Boise. So I I think they are planning to expand. I have no idea of any specific details. I don't even know what the fucking things are called. No, no, you don't. So what is something, if you had to distill it to one thing, that everyone out there should know about this particular movie festival? What makes this one unique? This is a really unique combination of actually insightful things with the Adrian King interviews that, that got pretty goddamn deep and the women in horror um, panel. And then also uh, a huge variety of, of horror short films uh, that, that run the gamut or, or gambit, uh, as it's known on this podcast, of uh, different genres. So this is a, a really unique combination of things. Mm-hmm. You never get bored of anything because everything happens so quickly that uh, you just got to go. You're not going to get bored of anything happening here. I guess I would uh, I would go with I mean I totally agree with what Jack just said. I would also say that I love the setting of it. Obviously, Boise's a great town. Unless you're looking to move there, don't move there because we want to move there. Um, <laughs> Stay the fuck out, Zartown. <laughs> uh, but the Egyptian theater, in and of itself, if you ever get a chance to see a show there, they do like Charlie Chaplin shows with like the organ playing in the background and stuff too. They do a lot of, uh, they do like Philharmonic shows there every once in a while. Some interesting concerts roll through there. If you ever get a chance to see anything in the Egyptian theater, that is the place to be, man. I love that place. It's a theater that was built in the early, what, 1900s or something. I mean, it's a national historic site. Like it is preservation Uh, material. My lovely wife and I saw Squeeze play there not too long ago. That was a lot of fun. Check, uh, tempted by the fruit of another, um, yeah, man. check our Twitter feed. We got some good shots of the stage. You'll see what we're talking about. Yeah. I'm a terrific photographer. Oh. When directed. Yes. And an excellent driver. So I think, I think you guys have covered it except for the titles of any of the movies that were involved in this festival. We got close. The last question I have <laughs> for you is one that we usually, we usually do right at the end of our reviews, but I'm going to bring it into film festival land here. Why should you not be a Jake? So you're both arguing for why should you get drunk with your buddies and attend the Idaho Horror Film Festival? You're looking at it next October. Going to be happening again, safe to say, right? Why, why should you, if you're the listener, make the decision to potentially travel into Boise? Or, hey, if you're one of our Boise listeners, first of all, thank you. But if you didn't make it this year, why should you, why should you be going next year? Ooh, Mark, you want first or second? You know, 
I would say I'm going to go with a more general response to this. There are not a lot of venues available to people who want to go and watch like screeners for movies. Not, I guess screener is not the right word, but short versions, right? The Some of these are shorts that were made just because people are really passionate about horror. Some of these are projects that are trying to get funded, so they made a short version. Some of them are just like resume padding or whatever. But I don't know many other places where you can go and get that kind of experience. And sitting at the back of a movie theater like the Egyptian and watching it with your buddies, uh, you know, shooting through whatever, 15 horror shorts in one little block uh, is a pretty... While drinking lots yeah, of beers. Pretty enticing experience yeah um number one boise is fucking rad come to boise um it's it's a great place to visit it's a great place to set a horror film festival number two like mark said i feel like if you go to a film festival it feels like a whole goddamn chore because you're like i'm gonna have to watch so many movies and after you've watched two movies in a row watching a third one can get fucking exhausting but here they're like hour to hour and a half blocks of of anywhere between 30 second and 30 minute short films. So you're just not going to get bored. If you do, you can leave for 10 minutes. You can go in between the blocks of, of screenings and go get a drink downtown or do whatever you want downtown. It's going to be a blast. Um, I really think this isn't even necessarily only for horror fans, though it was really cool to have that many horror fans compiled in one place. Uh, my parents showed up briefly for a little bit of it and they had fun too. Uh, this is a thing for a lot of different kinds of people. So many different genres come Fucking enjoy it. Yeah, yeah look, if you, if you want to screen a classic, you can screen a classic. If you want to sit down and watch a bunch of new horror shorts, you can do that. You can go to a special effects panel. I don't know if they're going to do that again, but that was a pretty cool experience. You know, they have director panels, and you can talk about filmmaking or theater acting or, you know, whatever floats your boat. And it seems like it, yeah. it might not be quite as overrun as some of the other festivals, so it, it could be good to get in on the ground floor of as it continues to grow because it sounds like that's undoubtedly going to be the case. Yes. I hope so. Perfect. Well, I'm glad you guys made it. I'm really pissed off that I had to miss out, but uh, next year. Absolutely. And uh, listener, be on the lookout for uh, in the next few days our uh, interview with uh, the lovely Adrian King, who was fucking just the coolest. So there you have it. A to Z Horror's second very special episode. Sure, we may not have learned that cigarettes are bad like Stephanie did in that one episode of Full House, but I think we did learn that the Idaho Horror Film Festival fucking rules. Um, in all seriousness, though, huge thanks to the fine people who put that event on. Check out everything else they have going on. Go to IdahoHorrorFilmFestival.org. Uh, all those links will be in the show notes below, and be sure to check back in. I think we're going to have one more episode before our third very special episode, an interview with Adrian King, uh, also facilitated by the fine folks over at the Idaho Horror Film Festival. So thanks for listening, and we'll see you next time.